Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Before we get into it, housekeeping things, we want to make sure you leave a like on this episode. We keep seeing the numbers go up, but we appreciate y'all. Y'all support means the world to us. If you're listening to it, go to the YouTube channel, subscribe. If you're watching, go to your, your phone, go to Apple, go to Spotify, and hit the follow button over there. Leave five stars. Last time I checked, do y'all want to guess who we were amongst sports podcasts on Spotify? Derek, you got the answer. Uh, let's go 15th. We were 13th, baby. Hey. Hey. We, we climbing. We were 17th a week ago, 13th now. Um, we want we want to continue that. Let, let, let's, let's get the top ten. Top ten will be dope, and then we won't be satisfied. Then we won't top five. Yeah, you, and then we, we always be satisfied. Hungry. We always hungry. Who's number one? Fucking um, the tight end, the tight end, and his brother, who's the O lineman, the Kelsey brothers. Oh, um, they have the number one sports podcast in the world. We we coming for y'all. Best believe it, we coming for y'all. So we appreciate all of y'all support over this time, and we here with another episode, man. It would have not that episode. I didn't know they had a podcast. Everybody got a podcast. I've been seeing clips of it. It's, it seems entertaining in clips. I haven't listened to it. Yeah. I've I'm not a football guy. So it's just like. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think I would listen to a football podcast. But I don't think they. T- in the clips I've seen, they weren't even talking football. Oh, okay. They're just like brothers hanging out, mm-hmm. which seems kind of cool. Yeah, just like us. We are brothers hanging out. We are brothers hanging brothers. out. I do want to say something as brothers hanging out. Last time we asked for likes. Mm-hmm. And I think in a day we had like 8.8 or something. I'm looking back at the last video, which was two days ago, and we only have 3.7. Let's get what? them likes up. Once y'all, you know, once y'all show us what y'all capable of, that's what we want to see. Crazy. High expectations. Yeah, we got high expectations now, so we want to see that uh, every episode. So let's see if we can get those likes back up. We did y'all favors. We dropped the collection that we wore last week. And y'all showed out. I really felt like somebody was going to wear their maroon, so I didn't wear mine. And, of course, because I didn't wear it, nobody wore it. And then next episode, I'm going to wear it, and everybody's going to wear it. But I'm um, wearing it next week. We, we, we dropped the collection. It sold out. A lot of people hit us up and wanted a restock. We gave y'all the restock. Now give us some likes, man. Can we get five? <laughs> I didn't know it sold out. To wow. 10,000. Like, yeah. My, Look at y'all. My stream was Bro, I told a few people like oh, all the beige went back. They bought it immediately. Who who designed it? Was it Isaac? Yes, Isaac. Damn, Isaac. Hey, shout out shout out to the big boys though. Y'all showed out that three X real 3X, fast. Yeah. Yeah. Big boys showed out. Hey, shout, shout out. out to y'all, man. Shout the out to boys y'all. are back in town. <laughs> um anyways though, today's episode we're gonna do, we're gonna revisit <laughs> the off season. A lot of things happen in the off season, a lot of big moves. And I kind of wanted to see and gauge how those moves ended up becoming with a little bit of a time. We midway through the season. I think these two guys at the end, both of their rosters had some made changes. Made a lot of big moves. And um, I want to you see. Made, your roster made some big changes too? Mine? Yeah. yeah. You got Isaiah Hartenstein. Come on, man. That's a and big change. Jalen Brunson. Oh, yeah, you know, I forgot about I try him. To be, I, I try to be modest. You know what I mean? I, I want to hear how y'all feel about you those. You got all-NBA Julius Randle back. That's a big off-season acquisition. I want to see I want to see, I want to see. see how y'all feel about some of those moves we made. Um, one of the first trades, though, that I want to see, the Bojan Bogdanovic trade. Mm-hmm. How, how has this – how would y'all say y'all grade this trade, seeing, you know, how it's becoming for the Pistons? I know they haven't traded him yet. Yeah. But he's obviously one of the most sought-after names now. And all they really gave up was Saban Lee, Who's Kelly on a different Olenek. team by now. He's he's on the Suns now. Um, yes, he got picked up by the Suns. And then cash considerations. There wasn't even a pick involved in this. Yeah. Uh, which which I, they were asking for at first. It blew my mind. I thought it was yeah. a pick. And then I revisited all of the moves and saw it was just Saban Lee, Kelly Olenek, and cash considerations. And Kelly Olenek, as we know, the first 20 games – 
uh, was big for the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. So I just remember when it happened. One one of the things was like the Jazz are trying to do right by Bojan Bogdanovic, and they sent them to a team that's worse because <laughs> the Jazz are actually still like a five hundred team. Um, I, I I mean I guess we can't really fully put into perspective until Bojan is traded if he is and see what they get back in return from for him. But Troy Reaver did his thing on that one. I mean it's it's we gonna talk about the other big trade that the one of the other big trades that the Jazz did, but it's so cool to see. All of the dudes, majority of the dudes that the Jazz traded away, like, go to a new scenario and flourish. You got um, Royce O'Neal is averaging a career high in assists and doing way more stuff than we normally do, uh, we normally see. Bojan Bagdanovic has been this good for a long time. There's no surprise. I mean, his efficiency has gone up, but we've known he's been a hooper. But, like, Donovan Mitchell's doing great. All of those dudes are doing great. Um, And I guess we just have to wait. But Trey Weaver, even to this day, that Trey looks amazing. You gave mm-hmm. up something. You weren't even going to play Kelly Olenek. Saban Lee is a guy that doesn't play either. You got, got a starter. A cash. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, ca- the cash considerations. Oh, no, we, we don't, we don't know what cash considerations turning into just yet for the Utah Jazz. So that might turn the, the trade on his head. But it's a dub, man. It's still mm-hmm. a dub. I, I also just like the spot that, that I still firmly believe that they don't even really have to trade him. I think they're in a exactly. good spot that – um, he's one of those vets too that I think that complements the young players too, especially like players like Cade and you know Killian Hayes. The way he can shoot the ball and he don't really demand the ball out of nobody's hands. He moves really good without it, and he just we talk about how good it is to just have vets and competitors on your team. Do they feel like a team? I know Pierre, you say you want to do an episode talking about the tanking teams and grading them and stuff like that. Do they feel like a team that next year could make a push for like a playing spot, or are there <clears throat> other teams outside of them that you feel more confident in? Uh, I, I, mean, like I guess it's hard to say without seeing who they pick is this season. Exactly. Um, but based on what we see now, uh, I, just because I didn't see a full season of Kate Cunningham um, with them, I would say with the full season of Kate, if he's fully healthy, yes, they probably could make a push for the play-in. Uh, but they're still a few seasons away from being like a legit like play-in young up-and-coming team that's like real sexy and fun. They they still are, but it's like. If you want to put them in that echelon of, like, the Grizzlies and stuff like that, they're still, like, two, three years away from that. And the Grizzlies? Yeah, the Grizzlies are one of the best teams. I think well, he yeah. meant, like, a push. Just yeah, like a push. Play-in. Yeah, push, play-in. Oh, well, I guess the Grizzlies yeah. did do that first, right? They yeah. were a play-in team, and then they were the two-seed after that. So, um, As far as the Pistons and their future, uh, as far as next year or whatnot, um, <laughs> that bo- this bothered me. Um, I, maybe not next year, but maybe next year they could potentially have a – Thunderish type of year, uh, Orlando Magic. Hey, the Thunder in the play in, ladies and gentlemen. This day season. So um, that is true. They have been on a little roll as a recent. I think they have the third best net rating since December first, and then the number two offense since the turn of the calendar year. Yeah, um, they uh, Jalen Williams, obviously Shea Giddy. They they they've Lou Dort has looked a lot better. Hit the classic, which one? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, Josh Giddy's been ridiculous um, yeah. the last month or so. So but yeah, I think the Pistons they have they have you know like I think I think Derek said you haven't seen Kay Cunningham yeah I think that's a big factor but I do think Killing Hayes taking some some steps in the right direction has been good for them I love Jalen Duran obviously you have Ivy don't know what they're gonna do with Sadiq Bay did you hear about Jalen Duran <clears throat> so they're in France right now about to play against the Bulls on Thursday mm-hmm. he's not with the team because he lost his passport <laughs> he lost his he's a teenager lost it. yeah that's what they said it's like <laughs> it's the youngest dude in the NBA he lost teenager. his passport they saying they trying to get he's like searching and they might get him on a flight today for Thursday's game to come over but he's a, he's missing the experience bro I, I know a lot of the stuff that those teams are doing over there right now and he's missing like a once in a lifetime type thing unless 
it's not once in a lifetime if Killian Hayes stays on the roster because Killian, they going to make Killian play in France every chance he gets. Because Evan Fournier <laughs> don't hoop no more, so they got to get one of the French representatives to go over there. Uh, all in all, though, for this for this trade, what I will say is, I listen, we know Bogdanovich is good, but I think he uh, he exceeded my expectations and my view of him as a player. Um, still don't, you know, I'm not, I don't want to call him like a second option on a championship team or anything, but I look at him a lot more valuable to a team. And I thought he was going to come in there and help out Kay Cunningham and those guys space the floor, but he ended up having a career year. He's averaging 21 points a game. Um, you know, averaging the most assists. We get to see him in a, just a different role and see a little bit more dynamic. And I think Trey Weaver has opened up that door for a lot of guys because we saw the same thing from Jeremy Grant, mm-hmm. where obviously to a different magnitude, but Jeremy Grant was able to come in there and showcase a lot more of his arsenal and then also grow his game out. And I think the same thing is happening for, for Bogdanovich. So I think the driving price and the return that they'll get is going to be significant and it's going to play a factor in their rebuild for a season like next year and the season after. And I think ultimately seeing what they gave up, this trade is like an ape for them. Like it, it really is. They I know they was asking for two firsts. I don't think they'll get anything like that. But even if you get a young player in the first – um, because you didn't give up one to get him, which is still, I can't wrap my mind around it. Like, mm-hmm. I I for sure just knew some type of first was involved in this deal. That's the way back. Danny Ains be talking. He yeah, always yeah. just want to finesse. Everything he for do is sure. he wants to finesse. And um, so, yeah, I, I look back on this trade. I don't remember what I gave it in the offseason, but this is, to me, is an A-plus considering what they gave back, the viewpoint of him. And uh, I think you 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 they boosted his value, yeah. in my opinion. He was just looked at as a guy who come in – it could maybe shoot some threes next to a Luka. But now I look at him as a guy that can do a lot more for a playoff contending team. Like, if he went to the Suns, he could do a lot more than just stand in a corner. Yeah, they and might not be bad. Yeah, they would be a, a really good team. Um, that was that was, a, that was a nice deal for the, for the Pistons. Another deal involves the Jazz again. Like you said, KB, we got Donovan Mitchell going to the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. The Jazz get Colin Sexton, Laurie Markkinen, Ochai Abaje. Uh, 2025 first-round pick, 2026 pick swap, 2027 first-round pick, 2028 first uh, pick swap, and then a 2029 first-round pick. One of the rare star trades that got that gets an immediate A on both sides. Usually yeah, we, get, we got to wait seven years before we see a star player trade look its value because you got the first-round picks. Larry Markins is an all-star this season. Donovan Mitchell has been a superstar this year. He's arguably – Maybe not even arguably the best guard in the Eastern Conference through the first forty-ish games of the season. For sure, it's it's been amazing. And Ochai Abaji's finally get a minute yeah, over the last two weeks. Or something yeah. over the last two weeks, he's been he's been Super really good. good. So, I mean, I, I I can't give it anything other than an A plus on both sides. What were our initial thoughts? I know nobody can remember specifically, but it definitely wasn't A plus on both sides, was it? No, I don't no. think so. it was like all the Jazz see. got the picks. Yeah, I think yeah. we more focused on the Cavs because they got the players and. Yeah, we didn't was, know what Laurie marketing was going to be. We yes, didn't think we, he had that. We didn't know it was this. Trajectory. Yeah, we didn't yeah. know it was this. Yeah. I just always, I looked at Laurie marketing as a good starter, young starter. Um, Ote Abaji is a rookie player, and that was it. I didn't even really even pay attention to the players they got. It was more like Same. they got the draft capital, and the draft capital conveys after the current Donovan Mitchell contract is up. And, you know, again, if you're the Utah Jazz, you think about it like this. Hey, if his time at Cleveland don't go as well as we think it, it might – he might go to his next team, and now those picks are super valuable, but the way it's looking right now, boy's about to sign an extension and it ain't going to be like that. But Lowry's been mm-hmm. in, in a, like a whole nother stratosphere, um, hitting the potential that a lot of people thought he could hit mm-hmm. in his first season or two. Um, of course, he got held back by that horde organization. 
But now he's in a place where he can thrive and do the things that we knew he can be. I, I believe, if I'm not wrong, I remember myself thinking and considering that the Jazz could flip him around this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Going for Like, sure. oh, they got Laurie. Yep. He might be solid. And then he could be some a guy that they could flip it to another first-round pick yep. around a deadline. And now they got a, a building block. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a guy that you can put in um, – with some some good some good picks, I mean, they're trying to buy right now. Yeah, yeah. I remember when they kind of made a trade. We were talking about like who, what's their all like? Just how are they gonna look at the team? We were like, Colin Sexton gonna be taking thirty shots, but it's just not that, you know. And I think it's just that's why they're so successful is because they just play kind of like a college team. Everybody does their thing, and obviously they have their leaders, but they just play together as a team so well. And yeah, Jordan Clarkson leads the league in fouled on threes. And and, <laughs> and field goal attempts in the clutch. They make they make sure they tell you that. He shoots them. Because he's going to be yeah, he he Don't give me the percentage, but they're going to tell you he's, he's up there in attempts. Um, even in the last couple games, he had the one where he threw it behind the backboard because he was double-teamed by Joel Embiid and someone, that, that, somebody that else. That shot had us crying. Um, but also yesterday, he got fouled in the clutch, hit his free throws, and ended up winning the game. So, like, he has been important, super important for them. We thought that he was another player that was going to get traded. Yeah. They want to extend him. And don't they? I've been hearing conflicting things. He doesn't really – he's not really interested in an extension with the Jazz, so maybe he does still end up getting traded. But he's he, he's changed the narrative around him quite a bit where it used to be like, oh, he's Jordan Clarkson. He'll come off your bench. He'll give you some buckets. But we're seeing a complete package from Jordan Clarkson where he doesn't have to be pigeonholed to be in the six-man your rotation. So I'm very curious to where he ends up And going. I love that for Jordan Clarkson because, um, you know, watched Jordan Clarkson for a very long time uh, from Tulsa to Missouri to the Lakers and really the Lakers where he kind of – They really – with the Lakers at first, he, they try to make him like a, a point, point guard. guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's why I'm, I, I love to see where he at because it's come full circle because he was a point guard. He came into the league as a point guard. And I believe he came, he came in with somebody. Was it Julius Randle? And Julius Randle broke his leg – and so they leaned on Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, I want to say so because he was them there like, I don't know if he actually had a triple-double, but he was like always putting up those type of numbers where he could flirt with it. I don't know. Was was before he got, he bought his VC. Yeah, he had no tattoos. Oh, yeah, he no just, tattoos. He was, just, he was still swaggy though. He used to wear Jordans, double arm sleeves. But yeah, he didn't have the tattoos and the dreads. But he came in with somebody who was a rookie that got hurt or was disappointing, and he stood out as like, oh, shit, Julius Randle was hurt. Like the Julius Randle year, but I'll But Jordan Clarkson, is this guy is, is blossoming quick and, and was the guy. And, yeah, he was a point guard, combo guard, and to see him going to the chucker six man, and now he's like a starter and he's playmaking and making big shots and it's consistent. Because I, I that used to be my thing about Jordan Clarkson a couple years ago. It is Julius Randle, by the way. Cool. Perfect. See, Pete, Pete I'm, a, I'm a deep down Laker fan because of Kobe. But um, they did such a good job drafting. Oh my God. Great job. Julius Randle, Jordan Clarkson, um, Lonzo, Lonzo Ball, D'Angelo Russell, yeah, Brandon Ingram. You can look back and say the Lonzo one wasn't right. Zubak. But he sec- second, right. 46th overall pick for Jordan Clarkson. He's 30 now, by the way. We, Josh Hart. We, oh, Dang. Josh Hart. Josh, oh, yeah, Josh Hart. Josh Hart. Brandon Ingram. So Alice Caruso, I know he's uh, undrafted, Caruso. but like you found Alice Caruso. Thomas Bryant. Might as well say Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves, yeah, for sure. 
Austin yeah. Reeves. Yeah. That make you happy that we giving them a love for the players that they drafted and hey, traded away. We do a little. Might oh, as well okay. start rebuilding and do that shit more. Then. Hey, but if they don't draft well, you don't get Anthony Davis. You got to think about it like that. That's why you got to blow it up. You're talking about that Lonzo want to miss. Blow it up to get drafted. Yeah, you get draft picks and then start hitting on your draft picks. Then you trade. But for I will say, if you draft <laughs> Jason Tatum instead, Jason Tatum's not Anthony mm-hmm. Davis. Straight Kuzma is, and now you got Jason Tatum, Anthony Davis, and LeBron. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying the whole the whole y'all might not have a championship though, because that's how weird like the butterfly effect is. Oh well, y'all do, y'all do good y'all do good work over there. When you Gabriel, you found him. Check your phones. Uh, trade. Trade. Oh, Anwar texted. Text oh, up. I'm thinking it's something related to the pod. Big trade. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think looking back on the Donovan Mitchell trade, I think that's 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 a well-rounded one. This one is for the the, the Laker fan at the end. This is a small one, but I remember Laker Nation was kind of feeling this trade a little bit. The Lakers get Patrick Beverly for Tht and Stanley Johnson. Looking back on Ooh, this trade, wait. Mike, how you feeling? Stanley Johnson got with looking Lake, back on that. I would take that. The Tht is the Tht one's weird because. His trade value was we didn't really know because he had a really stinker season. Stanley Johnson, we had literally just picked his ass up. So, like, it didn't seem like we were giving much away, but and Patrick Beverly seemed like a W at the time, but he hasn't been on shit this season. I'm so sick of seeing three to two, three guards out there with Patrick Beverly, Russell Westbrook, and um, would you Dennis ra- Schroeder. You would rather have THT right now? No. So the trade does it, it was just like a nothing trade. Yeah, yeah. Because THC had a couple moments, actually, this season where he looked really solid. Yes, with the who? Yeah. With the Jazz, baby. With the Jazz. Yeah. But even still, like, he wouldn't have brought – he wouldn't have been able to do that with us. And it's, I think that we would have needed him to be, like, a good defender and just play a role. But I think, like, that he has a little bit more opportunity. I was happy about this trade for y'all. I was, too. I was, too. I it thought Patrick like Beverly it. was going to be a lot Patrick more Beverly doesn't impactful. defend like he used to. He's, he's like, what, 34 He's 34 now? years old. He's 30. I still thought his around. energy I thought his energy and shit would still be contagious to the he team. He'd just be it's running around. I don't, maybe, like, well, before he got suspended, too, like, first 10 X amount of games, I don't – he had to be shooting so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I, to guess, probably under, like, 35% from the field. He's been better as of recently, right? Yeah, he's been – and then it just had to be, like, a confidence thing because, he's like, he's seen a couple shots fall down and now it's starting to come together a little bit more. But took a charge on Tari East last night. Though. But also I could say that we're missing Lonnie Walker and For stuff sure. like that. So. He's still shooting 34% from three after a really, really slow, slow start. That's pretty good. I mean, that's about his career average. I'm sorry, it's slightly below his career average, but it's about what he mm-hmm. was in this year in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I don't know why – I Cool trade, but I definitely, for some reason, thought Pat Bear would give y'all a little bit more. Maybe that's me being an idiot. You're doing too much goddamn podcasting. That's what Ooh. it is. Yep. Ooh. Yep. All the players get a podcast. You may be owning something. Yeah. Draymond Green podcast. Y'all know the stat that when Draymond Green hits more than one three, the Warriors have like a 90% win rate. Yeah. Throughout his, like the last like six years or so. That's he crazy. had three two yesterday. They won. That's crazy. It's just like that. So far this season, they're undefeated when he hits more than one three. Yeah, because it must sound maybe like four coming, games. It'd be coming <laughs> late, and it'd be like, yeah, they this game over with. That it. That means Draymond feeling he he in his bag. Yesterday he had like what twelve points in the fourth quarter against the Wizards. He 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 went up for a layup, got fouled, but he thought it went in, so he was like, ah. And the Warriors commentators like, I think I think Draymond think he got an and one. <laughs> 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 no, you didn't. You didn't. But you talking trash to somebody in the stands, and that and that was the reason why he they gave got him them, going. Yeah, that many points. Imagine getting Draymond Green to drop double-digit points in the quarter. 
Yeah, which is just, you know, it's time. Yeah. I think it's funny that Draymond Green do be talking shit to fans in the stands. Hey, whatever it takes. Uh, this trade, I'm I'm so interested to hear y'all on this trade. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon goes to the Celtics. The Pacers get Daniel Tice, Aaron Neesmith, Malik Fitz, Jawan Morgan, Nick Stauskas, and a 2023 first-round pick. I did not remember being that many players. Yeah, That's a I, lot. They of had to make that Brogdon money match. <laughs> yes, yeah, so they did. And they released, like, three of those <laughs> people already. At least yeah. the Pacers do get Aaron Neesmith, who has been looking very good for them and is looking like a bright wing that they've – took on, which I was happy to see him get away from the Celtics. He was not going to be able to thrive over there with Tatum and Brown and Grant Williams, all those wings. You're just not going to get that many Yeah, he's not going to get that wing. many minutes to be able to come in and be able to show what he could showcase. So I'm happy for that. So for me, I will say this trade is an A because they do get their young wing that they could grow and develop. And then the Celtics also get Brogdon, who has looked good for them, especially coming off the bench. And then when Jalen Brown is out now, he now has a bigger role, which he's used to being in. So – I like it. They get they got depth, and the Pacers got a young wing. Yeah, I mean, you got a first rounder, and then you also like well, pretty, Daniel Tice, whatever, and then and you got Who Aaron Neesmith coming back. Aaron Neesmith has been like I've been really impressed with him. I think he's been showing more like that he's more than just a shooter. He showed the defense. He's shown that he can put the ball in uh, the floor. He just had that one little quick ass poster. Yeah, <laughs> and then I mean like. I understand that like Malcolm Brown has been doing his thing for the Celtics, but you have Tyrese Halliburton on your team. Like you're you're okay with giving him him up because you know you the Pacers are flourishing right now. Like I'm I'm cool with what I got with the Pacers. I'm not worried about what I gave up with Malcolm Brogdon. I think it's an A um, all around, mm-hmm. um, mostly because not for what the Pacers got back because that's kind of we don't know about Aaron. We don't know what that pick will turn into, but I I'm still. Love the fact that they asked him where he wanted to go. They gave him some options, <clears throat> and they put him in the position where he wanted to be at. Because because some, sometimes I, I guess this is what you sign up for when you're NBA player, you're making millions of dollars. Obviously, I don't. I'm not trying to make a sob story for these millionaires, but it's like imagine signing a four year deal, and the first moment you you have the opportunity to get traded, they trade you to like a random ass city that you don't want to be in, <laughs> and you just gotta you just gotta chill. Yeah. So when organizations try to do right by their players, I really fuck with that. Um, and they, they did that for Malcolm Brogdon, which they didn't have to. And not like Malcolm Brogdon, Reggie Miller or something. He ain't a dude that been there for 40 years. He was just a, a guy that they signed out of restricted free agency a little while ago. When or, when organizations do that, uh, to, for me, I think it speaks volumes to the player and the type of person that they are. Because, yeah, like if I'm a GM, um, I have to do what's best for the organization. And – I look at this trade, and I think this is one of the most underrated trades or acquisitions in the offseason because Malcolm Brogdon is so good. His, You know, look at box score numbers. You may not see anything crazy, but he's just so versatile, man. On the ball, off the ball, uh, always been a very good defender since Virginia. 50-40-90 almost off the bench. I, th- I think he's going to be, a, a, you know, the sixth man of the year unless the Lakers – if the Lakers are in the playoffs, I think Russ gets it, right? He just – off the bench, he's just been the best and most – exciting to watch but the lakers got to win some damn games uh because they always get this close and then they lose <laughs> but uh yeah malcolm brogdon is so good like Derek said he just he, he can do no wrong for you you know if you have an injury he's there off the bench you can rely on him and i think when you have the iq of guys like him and Derek white coming off your bench mm-hmm. um and then when al horford is back um wait is al horford back he might already be back um he might he, just, he didn't play yesterday okay um so you can have a bench that can have Grant Williams, Derek White, and Malcolm Brogdon. That's a very, very you know, And I was just talking IQ. about, like, how the Lakers be running out with three guards. I'm a, with the Celtics, 
Malcolm Brown is like six four, mm-hmm. and Marcus Smart is like six four. Like they're quite a high jump. Yeah, that's they can run. They have big guards, so you can run. Uh, yes, like uh, so many different lineups. They, with they, them, they, they definitely give you switchability. Yeah, and they can play with Tatum and Brown, and I yeah. think that's the biggest thing to be able to, you know, fit in with that defensive unit. And then be able to coexist with those two other guys offensively. I think this is one of the most underrated moves. I get this an A for the Celtics. Um, for the Pacers, not sure. Like, we've seen some growth from Aaron Neesmith, but I'm also not going to sit up here and pretend Aaron Neesmith is the hottest shit. Yeah. <laughs> if they trade him today, you would be like, oh, my God, you they know? they got rid of him. Yeah. Uh, I think they, they – that Aaron Neesmith's – growth or how we view him i think not to take anything away from him because he definitely looks better with indiana but it also speaks volumes to how bad the four position has been for or how vacant it is for the pacers they need yeah. a power forward i was man. so disappointed in jalen smith, this smith yeah i was so high in his saying the way he ended last season i thought he was got gonna the carry contract, it over announced him as a starter everything looked looked nice <sighs> yeah um i i think I would love to see what the Raptors deal was for Malcolm Brogdon because they asked him, do you want to go to the Raptors or do you want to go to the Celtics? So the Raptors offered a deal that they was willing to accept, and I wonder what that deal looked like. And the Wizards also was in the mix. The Wizards, right, the Wizards <laughs> were also in Of course the Wizards were, all, were also in the mix. Um, but, yeah, shout, An- shout out to them. Another trade that I think super, super, super <laughs> underrated. The Kings get Kevin Herter, mm. and the Hawks get Justin Holiday, Woo-wee. Maurice Harkless, and a future first-round pick. I might, think it might have been the second-best trade of this offseason. See, the tone on this trade is going to be a lot different yes, than sir. when it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to see it materialize into what it is. No, now. I mean, I will say I didn't think the trade was going to be this good, yeah. but I did give the Kings an A when we were grading the yeah. offseason because I felt like this was a very, very good trade for them. But I can't, even saying that, I didn't expect it to look like this. Yeah, I made an entire video during the offseason about why I was – because, I mean, every week when we did the pod, I was saying that the Kings going to make that that final push to make the playoffs the first time in 16 years. And my rationalization was last year the pick and roll between uh, De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis and the, the amount of time they played was elite level. But the spacing – was the worst De'Aaron Fox has ever played with. So having a guy like Kevon Herter coming into your organization, who is one of the greatest three-point shooters in the league right now, is just going to open the game up so much more for De'Aaron. It's going to open the game up so much more for Sabonis. And we're seeing exactly that. Um, Kevin Herter was on JJ's, right? I think he did JJ's show recently. Yeah. And they were asking him about his connection with DeMont Sabonis, and he said it clicked immediately. The dribble handoffs, all, all of this stuff that we see being successful in the game right now, they said they clicked immediately. And that's the type of stuff that you – you need it. So this trade, I mean, that pick, who give a damn? You yeah. know what that means, right? And they the need Atlanta Hawks did it to shed money. They need Kevin Herter right they now. They need Kevin mm-hmm. They need it. They thought Boyan Bogdanovich was going to, I mean, not Boyan, Bogdan Bogdanovich was going to come in and, and do the things that we know he can do. He's he's still been in and out of the lineup. They need he ain't been Kevin the same. Herter. But yeah. the Hawks, I think, formed one of their last five. So it's, they start to win a little they bit. They need Kevin Herter. Yeah. He's on his roster, I think, as, as crazy it is for a role player. They're a well above 500 team if Kevin Hurd is on the team, I think. He won him a playoff game. Mm-hmm. I was going to yeah. say that. That's what I remember about Kevin Hur- uh, Kevin Hurd is a playoff moment. <laughs> You're going to say Kevin to change the Kevin <laughs> I got to put respect on his name. Yeah, please do. I was about to say, him and Sabonis played the game the right way. Yeah. That's what they needed. Yeah. They needed some players like that. Um, it's been, it's been, I mean, again, Justin Holiday don't play. Moe Harkless got traded again. Mm-hmm. 
So we'll see what that first. It said twenty twenty four, correct? Fu- it just say future. We'll see what that first round pick looks like. I, I guess, but like for for the Atlanta Hawks, for the Kings, you don't give a damn. Yeah, yeah. No, get in the playoffs. Not only did they get in, they're comfortably in. Yeah, and they like compete for home court advantage. Yeah, that's a way difference than oh, let's the Kings can get in and play in. And Ke- Kevin Herter has been brilliant. Yeah, and your remember. fans are happy, like. The Kings fans are like cheering. It's fun to even watch the Kings. Now. Yeah, it, it was years where you would, wouldn't even care to watch the Kings game. Now it's like the Kings are playing. I would, I, you want to tune in and watch that game. Boogie era was fun for somebody that wasn't was. rooting for the team just yeah. to watch Boogie. Him, Rudy Gay, yeah. uh, De'Aaron Fox had his moments for sure. You know what I'm saying? The, the Dave Yeager moments. year for De'Aaron Fox, I was pissy to make the All Star game, but I guess he's not. Go- he probably not gonna make it this year either. I think if they get it's one, a it's bonus, a bonus for sure. Um, and I can't be mad at it. Nah. Sabonis is that guy. De'Aaron Fox is going to be the, this generation CJ. Sabonis is this that guy. generation CJ. As in, like he's he's, all, not, he's yeah. an all star caliber talent. He just won't make it's it. It's just those guard spots out there are just so tough. We just need to go ahead and add him to now the Damian Lillard list of underrated player. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Start that narrative. Start, Got to start it. Start he's, it. You yeah. that's that's you, the, you that's said it two weeks ago. Wait, what did I say two weeks ago? Nothing. It's for me to push. I've been, the De'Aaron Fox? I'm, I've yeah. been telling t- telling everybody for years, De'Aaron Fox is one of my favorite players. I got a stack of De'Aaron Fox rookie cards this this high, graded, PSA 9 and 10. They mm-hmm. ain't worth shit, but I got them. There's a reason why we had that jersey on the last set. There's a reason De'Aaron Fox jersey was on the last set. De'Aaron Fox or John Morant? What? <laughs> what <laughs> what are we doing? I see a question. John Morant. Okay. De'Aaron Fox or Trey Young? Trey Young. De'Aaron Fox or DeJounte Burry? De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox Shea or Gilles, Shea, Gilles Gilles Shea. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox or Jalen Brunson? De'Aaron Fox, baby. De'Aaron. I don't want no pudgy-ass body De'Aaron point Fox guard. Jalen Brunson? De'Aaron Fox, but it's close. De'Aaron Fox or Jalen Brunson? Fox. It is close, though. It is very close. Yeah. I just like youth, I think. And I like I like speed. I don't know. Jalen Brunson get his some Mark Jackson ass way. De'Aaron Fox or Tyrese Maxey? De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> okay. I'm just, making, I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. A lot of y'all. Tyrese Maxey was a 87 overall in 2K this a season. A lot of y'all love y'all. Some Damn. Tyrese I do still love me some Tyrese Maxey. But has I'm he taking dropped? Fox. I'm guessing. Has yeah. Tyrese? Yeah. Not by a ton. He's just. To like 84, 85? It's like 84, 85, yeah. Okay. He's been injured for most of the season. Happy Darius Garland or De'Aaron De- De- Fox? DG to PG, baby. Next trade. The Timberwolves get Rudy Gobert. Mm. And the Utah Jazz get Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, who got flipped to the Lakers, Leandro Barmetto, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, a 2023 first-round pick, 2025 first-round pick, 2026 pick swap, 2027 first-round pick, 2029 first-round pick. It keeps going. Protected. <laughs> it keeps going. Let's talk about it, give, man. Give, wait, give me, give me uh, Leandro Barmero's name one more time. Leandro Barmero. Love it. Love it. Look at my guy Aaron Holland on the on the cover of GQ. Okay. Mm. All right, the fit is fucking, fucking terrible, though. That's your wallpaper now? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I wish I could root for him, but I can't. Um, let's me, talk about it, man. Uh, for me, I'm going to give the Jazz um, an A, just because they did get the boatload of picks. Um, Is that a boatload or a cruise ship? <laughs> probably a cruise ship. Uh, and there's no telling how good the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to be with this Rudy Gobert trade. 
because those picks could be extremely valuable in the future. So we don't know. They where gave they... up this year's pick, right? Did I? Did you say that? Was it 2023 is going there? I'm sorry. That's a lottery pick at the moment. Yeah. They're so, on the outside. Yeah, 2023. Oh, yeah. So they get two. No. Yeah. Uh, the Jazz also fell down in the standings as well. They're, the they're, they're literally so. like the same. I think yeah, everything is so bunched up. They went tonight, then it's – we back to normal. It's picking. so many picks because you got to consider Walker Kessler as a pick, the 22nd pick of this year's draft. Yeah. Then you get next year's draft, and you get 25, 26 as a pick swap, 27, and 29. 2029, there's no telling what yeah. the landscape of the NBA is going to look like. So the Jazz came out of with a huge de- – and it's just like when you look at the experiment of him and Rudy, it just hasn't looked – of Cat and Rudy, it hasn't looked sexy. Mm-hmm. So the Minnesota Timberwolves come out of here with like a D plus, C minus. C minus is generous as hell. Yeah, I would say like a dev. I would give him an F plus, and that plus is just. I don't even. I I feel like there's there's still got to be some type of positive that comes out, but I feel like that F plus mean no positive. You got you got (laughs) to swing at your teacher if they give an F plus on your paper. F plus. I just don't see it's just like they 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 means you got a fifty nine percent. They gave up everything. And now they still don't know what direction they want to go. They, like I just said, they have the same record as the team that's trying to blow it up. But I think I yeah. think they know the direction well, they want to go. They, they're trying to compete. Cat has been out. You know what I mean. Um, some some chemistry issues still got to get rolled out, and they're still trying to figure things out. I think they definitely know what direction they want to go. And it just seems like if like you just lead it to with the chemistry issues. If your best player isn't a fan of the Rudy Gobert trade, it immediately brings like that locker room tension in a way. Anthony Edwards vocally said, it's not the same when I'm going to the paint. The Wolves suck right now. It it sucks because I want to see my boy. I was so excited (laughs) about him in a new situation. Oh, he's about to change this narrative around him. He got some defenders. I didn't even go that far. I just thought he would. Guys that could throw him the ball. I at least thought that he would make like the Timberwolves like a definite play a playoff team. Like they would be a top four or five team. Not even just that. I wanted to see them be good defensively. At the bare minimum, you trade for Rudy Gobert to be a good defensive team, right? That's the hope. They haven't done that. Yeah, they haven't done that. I I I thought he was a top ten defense in himself. I thought he was. He was. Where could this rank in terrible trades? Over the last, like, I guess we got to wait to 2029. <laughs> when that pick is first overall. Is there any chance that the Timberwolves can work this out and make this look better? Yes. You yeah. have to. Uh, as, as, yeah. as bad as it has been, I still am a believer that this could work out. That's the plus. That's where the F plus come from. I guess um, there's a way that you could say maybe they needed a year to jail and figure it all out. And well, I don't know if D'Angelo Russell is going to be here next year. I'm, I'm like 80% sure he is yeah. done. It's over with. He so might not be here at a deadline. A, yeah, you're going to have to find a new point guard. Well, unless they feel like they feel comfortable giving Anthony Edwards the keys to being hey, a league guard. Let, let, me, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Yesterday, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Utah Jazz played a game of basketball. Um, Anthony Edwards drove to the paint, kicked it out to Jaden McDaniels for a potential game winner. He missed it. That was a good play for me. It was, it was beautiful. I'm happy that he passed out because he said he saw Walker Kessler down there. That that boy don't play. After the game, you know everybody's shaking up. Whatever, whatever. <clears throat> this this man D'Angelo Russell go to Jordan Clarkson. He do one of these to talk oh. to him. Today we find out that the Timberwolves are interested in Mike Conley. A swap? I, I, I don't. I, I don't know if a swap is coming. 
but that's the only thing financially that will make it make sense for the Minnesota Timberwolves. It would have to be a swap where Mike Conley goes there. But then again, you ask, why would Danny Ainge help the team if we got their first-round pick this season? Why would I do anything that they think would improve their roster? That is true. Because I, I got your pick. I got your pick. Why do I give you the better player? Unless Danny Ainge feels better. like Mike Conley going there, you might still be the same. Too. Yeah, he might, you might still just be the same. Or you look at a guy like D'Angelo Russell and you say, man, maybe we can put him in this environment and get some type of production out of him. Mm-hmm. Production. Do yeah, that man. and then trade for John Collins. So, yeah, y'all just youthful. Y'all just second-chance university. Second <laughs> <laughs> chance. That would be crazy. I mean, what else is there to do in Utah? Who? Yeah, I mean, if they if they acquire D'Angelo Russell and then they get Bubble John Collins, that's a W. Maybe. Both of those players are like damaged goods right now. Their own organizations don't want them. Their own organizations have been having them in trade talks for a long time. Um, I, mean, getting that I don't mind a D'Angelo Russell one just for the simple fact that He's on the last shift of his deal. You mm-hmm. get pennies on a dollar. You see if you like it. If not, you wash your hands with it. The John Collins thing is it's committed, and he kind of plays the same position as Larry Market. Yeah, they would have to move Larry back over to the three, and yeah. it could work because Larry's it could. talented. But yeah. like, I want Larry to continue I, to keep doing what he's yeah. doing. Yeah. So I don't, you know. Also, I saw um, someone say that John Collins's usage rate is the same as, um, oh man, Patrick Williams. <laughs> Mm. That's disgusting. Isn't that crazy? This guy averaged twenty and ten like two seasons ago. That's crazy. I mean, and, and has, now he doesn't get—he doesn't even get touches. He has send two ball paces. dominant guards. Send him to the paces. Do Please something. Send him to the you gotta paces. do something. He's, yeah. The fact that they told him, "Hey, how your agent find us some shit?" Because we don't know what the hell we—they told him to find his own trade partner. That's crazy. Have we seen some shit like that before? I've never heard. No. Of what me as the GM is like, damn. Mike ass is is. We want so much for him, but nobody wants that. Matter of fact, Mike, you go go see if the Warriors want you. See what they got. <laughs> John Collins' agent is calling 29 other organizations say, hey, he's available. That's wild to me. And they saying we know. No, just, <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it, though. The Timbles are still bad. And you know what? They had a little point where they had like a four-game little win streak. You thought they split it together. And then they lose to the Pistons. I know it's basketball. You could lose any single night, whatever. And then they lost another game after that. I'm like, bro, just, just give us a five-game streak. You, you're going against bats. Give us a five-game streak, which just looks solid. And that four-game streak they was on, Rudy Gobert hands looked like they weren't made of stone. And it's and I can always tell if they're playing well, if they win it, if Ant is smiling, if yes. he looks happy on the yeah. damn court. Yes. You know, so it, it's, it's a lot, but – to go back to your original question, I do think there's a world where this is salvageable. Now, it's not going to be salvageable to the point where they a top six seed, but, like, they could be back in the play in this season. Carthony Towns hasn't played since November 27th or something like that. It's been almost two months, you know? They're not extending Osri, which I'm happy for. I don't want to see him on that team no they more. They just don't have the money to anymore. Yeah, and I, I would rather see him go somewhere and – thrive a little bit he looked really good last year where he's a it, i mean for a team that's trying to compete yeah he's a trade chip because for whenever sure. he plays they're good yeah simple as that whenever nas reed is the center instead of i would love toronto win. to get in on a nas reed sweepstakes he's also just so small though. he is very small big jelly is what six eight six, he's nine. like a six eight and that just fits right to what the oh. the raptors have already i don't know why he looks bigger he's he's more <laughs> stocky i didn't even realize <laughs> Um, definitely more of a grower. Another trade we got. I want to hear a lot of 
conversation from this guy to my right. Mm. The Trailblazers get Jeremy Grant, Ismael Kamagate, the f- number 46 pick, uh, and the Pistons get Gabriel Procida, the 36 pick, 2025 first Still round pick to see him come over, via man. Milwaukee, yep. 2025 second round pick, 2026 second round pick. How you feeling with hindsight about this trade? Hindsight, it looks like the Blazers still. Are, Jeremy Grant fits this team. It's very good. And they didn't give up their first-round pick. They gave up Milwaukee's, which in hindsight is still going to be a 28-30 to 30 pick because the Bucks are always going to be extremely good. First-round pick is a first-round pick. Yeah, but it's also not. Even if the Blazers suck that year, they could still have their lottery pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I look at that, I still think Jeremy Grant, he's going to be expensive this offseason. Um, so they do have to now sit down and figure out, if, are, are they going to be able to extend him? What do you think? So if they can't and he walks, then this shit looks terrible. Um, well, not terrible because we didn't really give up much. But um, you still don't want to see a guy that you see fits Damian Lillard, comes in, looks like a great second option behind him, just see him walk, with, with get nothing in return. So uh, hopefully they can figure out the money. What you think they do? I, I think they're going to extend him. I okay. think they're going to extend them. You, you, you kind of have see? no choice. Yes, you kind of have no choice at this point. You tell Dame in the offseason you're going to build a team around him and to try to make sure that you're competing, and then he gets the guy that looks amazing next to him, and then you let him walk for none. Now you now you got But, the, I mean, the reason would be. Unless you feel like you're going to blow it up. The reason could potentially be the fact that, I mean, the Blazers are right now 10th, 21 and 22. So it's like. It ain't like you let him go and y'all the third seed out west. Y'all yeah. really not on shit. No, yeah. So I think regardless if he's there or not, they're still going to be a lower tier team. What do you want to see from this team? I'm confused on the Blazers and the state of the Blazers. Me personally, it seems like it's, lo- it's false hope. Um, they hope every year that they can make small roster changes and that it'll work. It seems like that's just not going to happen. Uh, so for me personally, I would love to see the idea of blowing it up. But then again, as the organization has shown, they're going to build around Damian Lillard. So I think you're I, bad luck. What? All the teams you fans of right now in the process of being bad enough to blow it up. <laughs> Every one of them. Hey, watching a fun, youthful team go out there and hoop might be worth it. It is until the third year. Once you hit that third year, you're like, give me some fucking results. And that's what the OKC fans are going through right now. This is their third year of their rebuild, and is they're it? getting results. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I feel like they've been in a rebuild for a while. It's, the third, it's just the third year. Paul I'm George. just saying, I still hear fans, whether they're in my chat, Twitter, whatever, they're still asking me, like, man, what – uh, what, what would it be like if we got this? So we did this with this pick, and it's like, I, like I, fuck the picks. Like, and it should be time where y'all trying to put these picks together and make Facts. a move. Like, what, I, I, what, what I could feel, we do at the deadline? I feel asking you asking me about fucking Victor Wimbyama. Like, what? What? Those type of players shouldn't be on y'all radar. I, I feel you, but there is a mindset shift with fan bases versus the the um the front office. Shea said, but get before the season, we're done losing. We're going to be competitive this season, and he's sticking to that word. I mean not competitive for a championship, but way different than them winning yeah. 21 games. Yeah. But there's definitely a mindset mindset shift. I bet right now, if you ask OKC fans, since they're in the midst of playing really good basketball, they're not thinking about Victor Wibbenyama. I they're, hope not. They're enjoying the fact that all of their players look good together right now. I hope not, because the, the last couple of questions I've got that's been like that in my DM or my chat haven't been that far away. 
was very recent. I literally replied like, bro, well, there's you're not getting Victor Wembanyama. Have you seen your team? Yeah, like, they're, they're yo, you should nice. try to get OG on and Obi. No, not yeah. be thinking about Vic. Like you, y'all decent, bro. Like I don't know if you know that, but y'all like asking me about the damn number one overall pick because it's just like at some point you got to get over there and y'all got to try to win some games. But uh, so yeah, I mean I like that from OKC, but yeah, I just don't know with the Blazers, man. I don't know. Maybe right. just give Anthony Simons the keys. Let let him thrive. His numbers with and without. What Dame. does that mean to you? Uh, what are you Damian Lillard. Huh? Train Damian Lillard. But I've never been against it. I'm just we saying the organization just is saying. against it. Mike said, got him. I, but, told, I told myself I will not say those words together until he personally requests out. Because there's no yeah. reason to do it. Yeah. The organization has told everybody for fucking a decade, we ain't doing it. Whether it's smart for our organization or not. It's going to take him coming to us and say, I want out. So I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm not making no mocks. I'm not doing nothing until it happens or until he says that I want out. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to. Because he's true to the city just like you are true to that fucking towel that's been on your lap for four months now. I'm dirty <laughs> bro, when, when the Blazers made this trade, I wasn't super high on it because I feel like the Blazers have been in like this purgatory type thing. I love this trade. And I, I, and I couldn't say shit. And I couldn't say shit at the beginning of the season because they were at the top of the standings. But now that they're kind of like back in you that. talk your shit now? Yeah, I mean, it's you back to talk your shit back then. This ain't gonna last. This ain't gonna just be an ultimate hater. It's, yeah, they I mean, also went through a stretch where Damian Lillard was out like twice for, for a week or two, and they had hey. a stretch where they had like three game winners in a week. Hey, on some real, sh- I'm, listen, I thought you was about to give me a pound. I, that's hey, another you one. Made clips. That's left another out. one. Clips. Um, <laughs> oh my god. There, there's a period of time where I was looked at on Twitter as a Blazer hater earlier in the season. Why? Because Probably because he said some real accurate shit. About because that. I said, y'all are winning games, but Jeremy Grant traveled on a game winners. Like y'all, like Mike <laughs> said, y'all had three game winners in like a week, and I was like, that that just ain't sustainable. Not saying that I thought y'all were gonna be the tenth seed, but I'm just like, Josh y'all, Hart had the most casual game winning three I've ever was that seen. Against the Heat? Yeah, yeah, it was. They hit that corner three. It's just like y'all hit a couple of those, and it's just like, it just can't. You're not gonna go. That perfect on game winners all season long. I think what made people have that hope was that the Blazers were a top ten defense at that point. They're still a good defense. They're the cool. offense sucks. Yeah, like if you like, I, I just looked at the numbers a couple nights ago. Their defense was still really solid. I, just, I don't think it's top ten for still, the though. core though. Yeah, for what the core is, the their defense was really solid. The offense was like twenty first or twenty second, which is kind of su- it's very bad when you have a backcourt of Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons. They but when, the, the when you look production. at the offense, they take bad shots. Where's the bench production? Huh? The bench production fell off because it's a young, young bench, very extremely young bench. Um, and at the beginning of the season, it looked real good. Um, but then it came to reality. They all need development. So there's no true, like, guy off the bench. Gary Payton coming back. Gary Payton is going to be good. But I think he's still on a minutes restriction. He's not playing a ton of minutes. But he is solid. He is going to help the ability to defend guards. Now Damon Simons don't have to do it. so They got to defend somebody, though. If they ain't yeah. defending guards, I mean they on wings. <laughs> and most wings sometimes, they just three, shooting they three just in, the, in the corner. Yeah. Unless it's Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> then when what you trying all to hell going to break loose. Yes, yeah, 17th ranked off. Uh, ranked off fi- actually, it's gone up. 15th ranked office. And you know what? I was looking at it before they gave up all of those points to who did they play two nights ago? Um, I don't remember. 
Oh, he's not a real friend. Mm. I, I can't remember. Oh, they had the back to back thing with I'm the. Shit. <laughs> they had the back to back thing with Dallas. Yes, they did. Um, yeah. They won both of those games, though. Yeah, by the way. Because they did, but didn't play. Yeah. The second game. That's what he is now. What's his name? <laughs> they actually did a good job defending him in the first game. So their offense is what? Ninth? It is now. Yeah. And their defense is 25. Yeah, I was looking at the last two weeks. Okay. And oh. uh, in that period of time, the last two weeks, the defense was uh, solid, but the offense was trash. Mm-hmm. But overall in the season, yeah. It is what it is, man. How much y'all think Jeremy Grant makes on open market? A lot of money. Not max money, but the closest to being a max without it being a max. 140. I don't know the, the way the cap moves. So I can tell you yes or no, but I just know it's going to be a, a ton of money. Right now he makes 20.9. Yeah, he's so he's dogging now. He's going to make probably 25 mil. 25 think, to 28 mil. I think that's an you think 30? I was going to say. If you can get him on 25 like a four mil, year, you, 30 you mil? finessed him and his agent. Four-year 30 mil? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's going to be more than 25, I believe. Did you say four years, 30 mil? Per year. Oh, per year. Oh, that's good. That would um, probably but be But also, the teams that have salary cap this season might not even be in. So it's, it, he might be pigeonholed to resign it with the Blazers. Yeah. Because contending teams aren't going to have that much. He's going back to, back to Detroit. You can say back to Jeremy <laughs> Grant for back every to team. Detroit. Like, go back, he going back to Philly. He going back to Denver. And like, with, he and and with this Thunder team, will be decent. Yeah. And with this Thunder team, it'll be real decent. Isn't Tobias? Isn't this? A, is this last year, Tobias, or does he, he have one more year after this? Damn, I was gonna say maybe he do end up back in Philly. Mike, I want to get your thoughts on the on this next trade and this next move because I remember a guy who was a part of this deal. He was a little bit high on. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nuggets get KCP and Ish Smith, and the Wizards get Monte Morris and Will Barton. I remember this trade happening, and Mike was excited because he was like. Monte Morris could maybe thrive as a starting point guard out there in Washington and could maybe take some steps. Uh, mm-hmm. Looking back now, seeing where we at midseason th- throughout this 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 year, what's your thoughts? Uh, for Monte Morris, my thoughts haven't really changed. Uh, well, actually, I should say they have changed because I, I thought he could be more than what he is. But my thoughts are he's still a really he's just a really solid basketball player. He doesn't really turn the ball up or turn the ball over much and like. Gets it, he makes a lot of just good plays. Like, he's hard to take off the floor. And I feel like that's why one of the reasons why I was like, if he gets the more time and opportunity, he could take the elevation. But he just showed that he's really consistent. I think that that shows value in itself in the league. Um, Will Barton, I mean, it's kind of like Will Barton's cool. Uh, for no, the, he's not. He's having a very he's bad ass year. He's bad this year. Seven points per game. He's shooting like 30%, 32% from the field, 30% from three. Like, he's been – he can't get minutes in Washington. Yeah. His minutes dropped significantly. He was like the second highest played player for the, uh, Denver last year, and now he plays like 20, 20 minutes a game. Hasn't started this year. And it's a report that like the Wizards are looking to move Will Barton to who? Yeah, um, he, I mean, you make it on fourteen million, so that's like a good spot last if you want to package yeah. him with somebody. But like nobody's looking like we need Will Barton on our roster. And that's, that's what that's I was trying to tell piece. people when, when I was saying Jokic could potentially win three. I, I didn't know so many people were offended and you know had their panties in a bunch about Nikola Jokic potentially winning a, a third MVP. But a lot of people throwing pussy fits whenever you say that. <laughs> and uh, it's like, yeah, you look at who he was pl- who Jokic was playing with last year, and the guys ain't really doing anything crazy. Like, Will Barton don't play no more. He's not in the rotation. Monte Morris is kind of having the same type of year as a starter with the Wizards and a, a more of a role, kind of having the same type of year, essentially. The Cousins 
Boogie doesn't have a job right now in the NBA. Um, you know, Jermichael Green, does he play for the Warriors? He's been injured, but he does. He, when he does play, he doesn't play well. He was a guy in a rotation. Jeff Green played significant minutes for the Nuggets last year. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it just seems like Rivers. The, the better <laughs> players you put around Jokic, the more fitting pieces, the better it's just going to be. Like KCP is perfect for the fucking Nuggets. Yeah, KCP Aaron Gordon playing really Aaron good. Gordon Aaron Gordon. Nobody looked at Aaron Gordon the way they look at him now before he played with Jokic and the Nuggets. And it's Bruce not to discredit been, been Aaron Gordon. Because obviously he's the one out there performing, and I but I think Jokic literally makes others around him better, yeah. And he's valuable to his team. With the Nuggets being a one seed in the West, do they get two All Stars? No. no. Who would be their second All Star? I was just saying. It, like, usually it teams. Aaron. Usually teams. When they, yeah, when they're worthy. I don't. I don't think we just give out two All Stars because you're the number one seed. But if you have two All Star level players, then yeah. The, but if, the West, when it comes to front court depth, is kind of weak. I think he's gonna get some votes, but I think he's gonna make it. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think they get to. Me personally, I just don't see it. Shout out to him. Though. He's having a career. I can see he's some teams great. lesser than them getting to, because they they'll actually be all star level players. But um, I think that just happens when a team is good. You think he all star? No, but it's just like the narrative. When a team is that dominant, usually they get two all stars. I mean, like, even like the that Atlanta that, Hawks they might years. They much better than the Grizzlies. Yeah. Was it a game? Half a game? They're tied. They tied. So it's like, do, do you think the Grizzlies have two All-Stars? <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I mean, Jaron, so. if he would have played the whole year, would have been Probably. an All-Star for yeah. sure. The man is averaging. His blocks are crazy, bro. What, 3.2, 3.3? He just had five blocks last night. Yeah, he averaged like three games <laughs> with a steal. Yeah. So he probably averaged what five stock, four stocks a game, steals and blocks. I love, I love betting on stocks, unless it was that PJ Washington at one night. Yeah, he had to get in 55 games in a row. It was 11 games in a row he hit his overall stocks. And the one game I vote on him, he did. That's how it works. That's yeah, literally how it works, how it works yeah. man. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on a um, hiatus after last night, too. I'm on hiatus. I see. You missed, like, a parlay because basically I have, like, two points, right? Bam needed 21. You ended with 20. That was it? That was it. Oh, my God. That, that'd be the worst, bro. You know what? No, I took Bam yesterday, too. You know why? Why? I don't even be betting like that. Smalls came into my chat two days ago. Mike, Bam is finna kill the Hawks. He always kills the Hawks. He finna drop 50. Motherfucker went on shit. He had 20. They lost. He had 20. But they got it. They had bus yesterday. Yeah. They had a little fake comeback. They, yeah, they did. But yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna break. Next trade, we gotta discuss another big blockbuster. DeJounte Murray goes to the Hawks with Jock Landale. Spurs get Danilo Gallinari, 2023 first round pick via Charlotte from New York protected. 2025 first round pick, 2026 pick swap, 2027 first round pick. Thoughts and feelings about this trade now that we're 40 plus games into the season. They're looking better now. Like as I mean, like literally now, like the last week, two weeks or whatever, they've been looking a lot better. Um and it made me a little bit more optimistic because I was optimistic in the trade when it happened. Um, I did have my hesitancies because these are both ball-dominant players, and DeJounte Murray at that point wasn't looked at as a three-point shooter. Has he play off the ball? He's been taking way more threes than we've ever seen him take um, in his career. And we're seeing the, the cohesion between these two guards over the last couple of weeks that makes me a little bit more optimistic about what they could potentially look like. Uh, Clint Capella came back from his injury yesterday. I think that's going to be big. That's Eventually, huge. I mean, he, he, he'll he come back for a game and then be out for four weeks. That's how Clint Capella's been all season. Um, Akongu just had a monster game. Akongu did have a monster game a couple nights ago. Um, 
I'm, 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 I feel good about it. I feel good about it. I know that there's the outside shit around the Atlanta Hawks that kind of muck up the waters, but I think the the resolution for all of that is win basketball games. Once yeah. you win basketball ball games, all of that goes out of the way. So, and they're, they're doing it right now. They're winning games. Yeah, if you look at the whole body of work, it looks bad because like the backcourt seems like they don't quite fit as a duo. Um, which, I mean, it kind of makes sense. You take two guys who were number one options for years and they were able to handle the ball, make plays, everything ran through them. Now DeJounte comes in and now he has to kind of fit with Trey Young and John Collins. John Collins has been up and down all year. So, like, me personally, I'm not a fan of it. I still would like to see DeJounte more so on his own team, doing his thing. Um, but – Cause, and also, I would like to see Trey Young just be able to be Trey Young. I think he more so needs big wings next to him. Guys is going to be three and D, shoot threes, and uh, maybe another guy who can sometimes play make. He doesn't need a guy like DeJounte who kind of like needs the ball. He needs like a secondary playmaker that when he ain't got it going, yeah, he can get he can get his shit off steal sometimes. But uh, for me, I'm not really a fan who of this deal. Who is just, that player? Describing like him. when I, when I looked at Jalen Brunson next to Luka, I feel like, that was more so like the mode of what Trey Young needs next to him. Who's the player? I was saying like the mo- oh, how, how Jalen Brunson was when he was next to Luka. That's mm-hmm. kind of like the mode of player that Trey Young needs next to him. He doesn't need another how former all. Be sustainable though because you see as soon as Jalen Brunson got his chance to dip, he went and did more somewhere else. And I see there's not a ton of people that fits that mode. Yeah. It's hard to find someone that can fit next to Trey Young and thrive. I say Trey Young needs that, or should Trey Young conform to being able to coexist with, with other stars? Like uh, Trey Young is nice. so talented. I swear, if they if they changed up the style of play, he would still be successful. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't it's think a he needs the change. ball ninety percent of the time to be a good basketball to be a great basketball player. I don't understand why he still doesn't run off screens and it's more effective off the ball. Your guess is as good as mine, Derek. <laughs> I think the first do the I'm sorry, Mike, to cut you off one last time. Uh-huh. Um I think the first month he was running him <laughs> They were running more <laughs> off ball stuff for him than yeah. ever. All of that shit stopped. It just stopped. They just stopped doing it. They just stopped doing it. And, and as a coach, wouldn't I want to make it easier for my star to thrive? Like you would think so, right? Mm-hmm. Like coaches should make it easier for their stars to go out on a ninety night ninety night out basis and not have to pound pound dribble dribble. To I get think they, shots off. they need like a new age coach. One of the, one of the ones that's not afraid to experiment. Nick McMillan feels like he's afraid to experiment. He's going to do what has caused him success in his last couple stops, and he, I mean he's been good in his last couple stops. But it's like at this point, you have people on the roster that you can experiment with. That there's no reason not to at this point of the season. Why not try to do Trey Young off screens way more? Why not play AJ AJ Griffin more? Why not do all of this other stuff? AJ Griffin when he ball plays minutes, he plays Johnson really good. AJ Griffin are two guys that y'all have just sitting there. They're ready. I, th- I think that Trey Young can be maximized a lot better yes. than what he's been doing the last season. You're easy to guard season. when you're not doing anything when you know how to ball. Right, and I think like. In hindsight, I think they the team really brought in DeJounte just to answer, like, the teams or, like, the holes of the team in, like, the simplest way, which was, you know, we need somebody to help, you know, guard with Trey Young and somebody that's going to relieve pressure off him and they can't just do, you know, trap him and do all this type of stuff. And I felt like DeJounte was, like, that's the type of dude he would look for. It's just it wasn't going to just be successful in two, three months. You know, I think this is the type of trade that takes time. You know, they need to learn how to play develop. And it could be, like, next year – they keep this roster together, and maybe they make you know changes for more space. And we could be t- we could be talking way differently about this team. I hope so, so. Yeah, because on paper, I, I love this trade. 
I, I think they're in a good scenario. It's just right now they got to go through those hard those hard times, and it's starting to look up. But there's stuff that they can kind of like feel good, don't right? I I feel like mind. moving John Collins is just like, regardless of what you get at this point, it's just inevitable. It's it's a uh, weight off the shoulders. Yeah. If even Dejounte Murray is commenting about other people being in trade talks, just get it done. Just get it done. Because I think they they're in a similar mode where they just want to win the trade regardless. And at this point, the way the world knows John Collin is as far as, like, his trade value go, you probably aren't going to win that trade, but you might win it with a boost in morale, like a 2K plus 2 in morale boost. The way you just said, or when you said that he has the same type of, uh, what's his his usage rate rate. is Patrick Williams. And you've been complaining about Patrick Williams not getting touches all year. Patrick Williams a goddamn ball, DeMar. And Patrick Williams ain't never had a year that John Collins. And it makes it even worse because we've been talking about John Collins is like the perfect fit for Trey Young. That ain't nothing but pick and pick a roll, pick, pick and, and pop. pop. It ain't no reason why. Pop thread, pop thread. That's crazy. I was I was talking to Mike. I'm I'm telling you, whatever team trade for John Collins he's is going to be, gonna be in for a surprise. Pacers. Pacers. Yeah. Pacers. If he ends up on the Pacers, please, it's Pacers. So, please. So hey, he he he's he's the next Larry Marketing man. Please, Pacers. All right, that, that's a bit extreme. I don't think you're gonna blast to an all star, but it, it, he has the talent yeah, too. He saw yeah, average twenty and ten, and we, he's a he's a through the wire family member. Hell yeah! Um, another trade involved the Jazz. The Jazz are just in everything. The Jazz get a twenty twenty three first round pick, and the Nets get Royce O'Neal. At the time, this felt stupid. It felt so stupid. Three yeah. days later, Kevin Durant requested the yeah. trade. Yeah, it seemed but like now, that was a straw that broke the camel's back. That's exactly <laughs> why. I was like, I have to bring this trade in because I remember us being like, you just gave a first round yeah. pick. You're going to need it because these guys wants it. And then it's like, can they get the picks back by trading Kevin Durant? Like, and now Royce they rocking and rolling. Very, very good for yeah. them. He's been important. He's been uh, a real playmaker. Like, yes. not even just like yeah. I catch it, then I want more to Mike for an assist. He's been genuinely playmaking. Dribble drive. What the heck? Like triple double. To see these triple legit triple double game winning shots. Yes. This man Royce O'Neal's done everything. Um W trade, I guess. Because he's doing it. He's looked like their version he of Bruce like Brown. He looked like he was worth that first they round pick. They traded Royce O'Neal for Brown, a first yeah. round pick but didn't trade Boyan for one. Mm. That's so crazy to me. Um, I just got the notification about the passport thing that I I said about. Um yeah, bro. And then people are like the 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 Brooklyn Nets are looking to try to improve their power four position. They were looking at John Collins and stuff. And I'm like, man, Royce O'Neal just do his thing. I understand getting more talent because talent wins basketball games. But Royce O'Neal, damn it, a perfect person. One of the perfect people to put alongside Kyrie and KD because mm-hmm. he really makes mistakes. He's going to defend. And like we mentioned, his, he's doing more stuff on the court than we've ever seen him Catch do in his career. Yeah. Yep. Especially when you look at the fact that they lost Bruce Brown. It looked like it was going to be hard to replace him. But then they replaced him with Royce O'Neal. But Bruce Brown used to be the the role man on, on picking roles at 6'3", yes. bro. <laughs> For real. They used to get it done. Yeah. Used to get it done. Yeah. Bruce Brown is the best small Swiss Army knife we've seen. Yeah. Like he's still doing great stuff too. Yeah. The shit he does is what you expect from a six seven plus guy. Mm-hmm. Defending multiple positions, rebounding. That's Duncan's what the Blazers thought they was getting. Uh, Gary Payton. Gary Payton. I was say Gary Payton doing the same, same thing, thing. But he's true, been, true, you know. true. On uh, the next trade, this is a good one to hear y'all thoughts on. Christian Wood. The Mavericks get Christian Wood. Rockets get Wendell Moore, Sterling Brown, Marquise Chris, Boban, and Trey Burke. This this is crazy. 
They you said bargain. Wendell Moore? Yeah, who is now playing now with the Wolves. Yeah, okay. Did he get traded or they just released they, him? I think they sw- 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 traded picks. Sw- sw- yeah, there's a lot of pick trades during that draft. A lot of So uh, s- essentially you got Christian Will for a first-round pick. And Bojan. Boban, I'm sorry. Yeah, because Sterling Brown plays for the Lakers. Boban is still there. And Trey Burke and Marquise Chris are in free agency, I, I think. I was watching um, the Houston Rockets the other day. Last and night? No, not that game. Well, I, I watched the end of that game, so I was Sengun. Um, but the game before that when they went against the Clippers, and Boban played in the first quarter. I was like, damn. Then I went to the game lock. He hadn't played like basically all season. <laughs> so I was wondering what the hell happened for him to get minutes in that game. Um, C- Christian Wood is a very interesting player because he he's eligible for an extension as of right now. Um, and then when he was asked about it, he said he hasn't had conversations with the team. I get it, though. Even now, I just don't know. What What's the value of Christian Wood? Yeah. He's Hey, and we questioned his defense, the game specifically against the Lakers, where he had like five blocks and up. blocks, Braun and stuff like that. He looked really good on the defensive side. I just I, – I don't know. I don't know. Like, if they traded Christian Wood today, I wouldn't be like – like, I wouldn't be super surprised. If they extended him today, I wouldn't be super surprised. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, But it's it also go tough because they can't lose him for nothing because he he is their, what, what their second or third best player? Yeah. yeah. Luka has relied on him and Spencer Dinwiddie. And I know they ain't their sexiest, biggest names – but both dudes average what sixteen and eighteen respectfully. Almost uh, both are forty, pretty much forty percent three point shooters. Both have had moments in the season where they've had they they moments to help them win. You know, I think both may have had a couple thirty point games or whatnot. So it's it's tough because yeah, on one hand it's like yeah nobody you know nobody's looking at it as like oh this is the guy that has to be with Luca long term and it's like also what is the value? But it's also like. They he definitely contributes and helps. Them. Yeah, I was gonna. To me, it's like a I like it, but I don't love it situation. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, obviously, I mean, sometimes I feel like it's Jason Kidd. Like he wants to keep the defense out there. Like sometimes it's rotational. But honestly, Christian was offense be pulling. Like he be keeping. He be hitting a lot of shots. And I'm like, can I ask you a question? What's up? How are the if the if the Mavericks didn't have Christian Wood or Spencer Dinwiddie? Say they both was out for this year. Are the Mavs the same type of team? Or do or, or, or do they take a significant hit? I would say they take a step back. How about yeah. you, baby? They don't replace them. They just lose both guys. Oh, for sure. Just because talent, they're talented mm-hmm. players. Um, but I, I see where, you, where you're heading with it. Um, but I, I do believe so. I think they would take a step back. I, I only ask because of the conversation I had with somebody who was just curious mm-hmm. to what y'all Because they are right now, aren't they like, they're the fifth seed. I don't. Yeah, they're no. They would definitely be around that play. There's been definitely seed. like throughout the season. Area. Spencer Dinwiddie has moments where he had a lot of clutch shots. Yes. I remember there's times where Christian Wood had like 13 points what was straight that game? or something was like that. Was that against the Ma- the Lakers with Spencer Dinwiddie decided to turn to Vince Carter? Just yeah, he dunked shit. on the Lakers yeah. a couple times. Yeah, that was against them. Look at Mike. That's the shit that happens. Again. <laughs> Reggie Bullock was hitting all the threes and shit. I remember Mike like now nah, Reggie Bullock want to hit threes. Yeah. I don't know. It's such a weird ride. Y'all see the Mark Cuban stuff from a couple of days ago? No. A fan made a mural. Oh, the mural? Yeah. That was like Luka Doncic, and he was holding a sign that said, get me some help. And Mark Cuban sent the artist an email saying, like, it was disrespectful. Um, <laughs> Sounds very Mark Cuban-ish. Um, 
if that's the way you want to show your fandoms, do your thing, but it's just not what we would what we would do. He sounds triggered. He was yeah, because he didn't have to send this man no email. Yeah, it's true though. The, yeah, art, he, the artist put it up on Instagram. It was like he didn't have to email me if he yeah. wanted to talk to me. He could have invited me to a game. <laughs> like oh, and man. he had like in the mural, he had like pictures of all Luca's crazy stats, like the sixty point triple double, the yeah. fifty point game. Oh, Fire ass mural, all that. Yeah, it was a good mural, and it's like. He needs help if he's putting up all those stats, and y'all still don't look like a true contender. Yeah, but it it, it messed Mark Cuban head up so much that he had to send an email. <laughs> <Instead of> just, <laughs> just Is Luca y'all MVP? It's hard to say. I would say Jokic. It's hard to say. Who y'all top two? Jokic, Jokic and Luca. Jokic and Luca. And Tatum are my top I, I three. I got Jokic and Tatum. Tatum as be spazzing. Kevin Durant would be in my top three. Injury. Yeah, but um, t- hey, hey, narrative base is start is it, it need to start. Jalen Brown is out for significant time, ladies and gentlemen. Tatum just dropped and 50. Tatum dropped fifty one. It was on a bad <laughs> team, but he dropped fifty one. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying he have another couple good performances like that while JB is out. Now those same narratives won't last at the end of the season because it's not he's not done for the year. But like, if he can still keep this team afloat without their second All Star and he can still drop ridiculous numbers. Mm-hmm. The narrative will turn, and he will be right back at, towards the top. That's well, my narrative like for that. Jokic. Like Jokic, he, he, again, people be like, "Man, he won it as a sixty last year." So shit, Luca could win it this year, blah blah. blah. But it's like Jokic is just man. Like he, mm-hmm. when you talk about most valuable, the meaning of the award, it, it don't get no better than Luca. I mean, this yeah. team is not the team if you take him off that team, bro. Literally, they still are comfortably a playoff team without their second and best third players. Um, and then you look at this year, just them being back, they catapult back up. And, and they're, they're, not, they're even, not even back. Yeah, they're, they're not, not even back. Just back. their presence of being back, literally. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't feel like Jamal Murray has been Jamal Murray. He's yet. He's slowly getting there he for is. sure, though. And uh, I think MPJ I feel like he said either. this a couple of po- – well, you, you might have missed it, but uh-huh. I was like um, – I was like if – you take Luca off the off the team, they're like a lottery team or whatever. Compared to like we talk about the Nuggets, like it, honestly, if um, I forget how many games Jokic had missed, but I feel like they still have a chance. Like they could still string Jokic together a win. Doesn't miss many games. Like he, I think he missed maybe like one or two this season. Yeah, I, like genuinely, he plays. Almost and I think every they game. they still. My, I forget who it was, but I, I want to say they won that game against him too. It might have been like a Bones game. But anyways, <laughs> like I think they're. Clean, per cleaning the glass, if I'm not mistaken, this is a 17 win team with Jokic not on the floor. <laughs> 39. He he's played 39 of their 42 games, so he's missed like three games this season. Okay. Who? Jokic. Jokic. Okay. Other night he had a big game winner. Game winner. Yeah, he has yeah. the moments, the impact, the 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 numbers. The man had it. The man had uh, uh what 27 rebound game. And if you look at these games, these aren't games where he's just padding his stats and they beating a the team by 20. Like they need him. Yeah. This Genu- like, there's been three games in the last month where he don't even play in the fourth quarter. He ends the game with 12 points because they blowing out the Clippers or blowing out this team or blowing out that team. Um, I the game talk- winner, he only but, had like 18. But even well. with those 14 points, he's still going to have you like 15 assists. Like, like there was a game. Hold on. What game was this um, to do? He had not the Clippers game. The game against the Lakers, 
Um, he played 35 minutes. He had five for five from the field, one from one from the three, three from three from the free throw line. So perfect field goal percentage. End of the game with 14 points, 16 assists, yeah. 11, 11 rebounds. Almost the perfect game. The reason it was not the perfect game, he turned the ball over. If he has zero turnovers while shooting 100% from the field and a triple-double, then crazy. Can y'all guess the other players in NBA history that have had a triple-double without missing a shot? Will Chamberlain. No. Magic Johnson. No. Nobody. Nobody. No, it's, it's like there's oh. actual people. Oh. How many people? I have I – re, I remember two off the top of my head, so I'm going to – Jason Kidd? Nope. Steve Nash? Nope. Has Steve Nash ever had a triple-double? Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Oh, he had a so obvious. That was so obvious. He had the one where he didn't turn the ball. I didn't want to say him because it was so obvious. Oscar Robinson? Nope. The other guy's a retired player, not never an all-star, never nothing. Oh, that sounds crazy. Andre no, Miller. Nothing. Who? Andre Miller. No. Um, re- recently retired, last five years or so. Um, Illinois native, at least went to high school here. Uh, Evan Turner. Evan Turner. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Evan Turner had one. That's a really good I one. I think Michael Carter Williams, but I I don't remember for sure. But yeah, Evan Turner. Hmm. Triple doubles without missing the jump shot or without missing the shot completely. I just love Jokic because he does everything. Mm-hmm. He had seventeen assists game, fifteen assists game, sixteen assists games, twenty seven rebounds, forty mm-hmm. points here, thirty points there. Game winning step back three. I mean. Got it all. I think it's crazy that Jokic knows when to. All only thing he don't do is sh- block shots like Rudy. But my fault. Offensively, he knows that I can. I don't have to go out here and score thirty five. I could just get fifteen assists and still. Look That's honestly really good for like longevity too. Yeah, like Luca has to go out the there. Playoff wise, Luca has to go out there and get thirty five to forty points for his team to be yeah, relevant. He do it with ease. He do it with ease. He does. It I would a lot love for like Jokic for a month straight. To just be like, I'm a score. <laughs> like, what could he? I mean, he averaged 27 last season, so it's not like he wasn't scoring last. Season, but he's like, if he wanted to average 30 plus, he could do it pretty easily. Oh, for sure. You he's know. very close to averaging the triple double as well. Yeah. Like, very close. Yeah, but very that didn't matter close. when Russell Westbrook did it, so it don't matter now either. Very close. <laughs> Y'all remember when we used to say triple doubles getting watered down because Harden and Russell just getting them all the time. I literally said that yeah. in my video about like, like. It's now it's like the, it's like it's something have happened. Yeah, scoring now has taken over uh-huh. to where it's now being watered down. Guys, mm-hmm. like the 40, 50 point games just being so common. It's crazy. It's it's kind of annoying. Big Vooch, 40 pointer <laughs> of the night, baby. This was impressive. You said it's annoying. Okay, that's going on. No, no, annoying is I still fucking enjoy watching. Even I enjoy it, but it's like 40, I'm watching, you know? But like the excitement of a 50 point game isn't the same. I watched Tatum to a 50 yesterday. Sometimes it was just like, like whatever. I agree with you. Just because of the fact of, like, yeah, if I'm watching and I'm seeing it, yeah, it can be exciting. Right. But I agree with Derek. If I miss it and somebody has one, some nights it's like I don't feel the necessary need to always go back and see it versus, like, back in the day, when we probably when we first started this podcast, right before we first started, if a motherfucker had 40 or 50, I'm like, I have to go Bro, see how this happened. Did happen. you say it was, like, when the, the – Bro, the NBA world is – I wish they would have had NBA Twitter how it is now when Corey Brewer dropped 50 Corey points, Jordan, Yeah. Terrence Ross had 50. Yeah. These are moments <laughs> that we was like, yo, we, I have to go see how this happened. Now we have nights with four people have 50. You think I care how all of them got 50? No. I, I'm going to look at the guy who I'm watching or if it's like somebody I really like. Mm-hmm. But it's like every time somebody drops 40 now, I don't I don't feel the necessary need. And they got to the same place with triple doubles. When somebody have a triple double, be like, damn. 
He had a triple double. I got to go see how he, what happened. Then it got to a certain point. It was like, oh, Rush just had a triple double. Or Lonzo had a triple double. All these people. Markel was the youngest. The youngest it was just like, it. oh, my gosh. Harden had Sengun was the youngest center to ever do it a couple weeks ago. And it's like, yeah, I don't I don't rush to go it was, see. It was a literal 10, 10, and 10, too. I don't know. Oh, you need. I feel I feel <laughs> you. Yes, yeah, it's, it's really all, you all extra shit ain't really necessary. Just stop at there. Um, I feel you, but I st- I don't know. I I'm still a sucker for a high score. Like mm-hmm. I didn't watch, like I said, I, I didn't watch more Lakers. Now, oh, yeah, there's more times now where I, I look at them and I'm like, damn, dude has forty points already because it's just so like kind of about the game. Versus like I see somebody drop like fifteen straight and they're carrying them. I feel like those are like the ones that are more like I agree with Mike. I like, love when they say somebody had it. Like he had eighteen and a quarter. It's like, yeah. oh damn. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can see that. I I get these notifications from this app that it'll tell me when somebody has scored blank amount straight. Mm-hmm. So like if Steph Curry had twelve points straight, I'd get a notification. He's on fire, twelve points straight. I think that's really cool. But like what what do you think is cooler? Like seeing TJ McConnell score what he's twenty seven and a half? As a random ass bench player, or watching a LeBron forty eight piece last night, like which 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 was more? You know, it's funny. I actually LeBron. went back and watched the TJ McConnell game because it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was surprised. I when watching that you game, you probably heard me in the party. Too. I was like, "Go, buddy!" I was like, "Buddy!" But it was like did, later. But I, bro, but buddy, you know what it was I, crazy? You could have been talking to your dog. You could have been talking I was, think, I was trying to make a parlay. I was like, bro. No, I was saying Buddy Hill. Like, he had something happened in the game with Buddy Hill. Oh, I took okay. Buddy Hill in the like, parlay because I was like, I forget what happened. I was like, no matter what, Buddy Hill is going to put up these threes. I took him for his threes. I was like, somebody out there actually probably took TJ McConnell. TJ McConnell might not even be up he there. He's not on the board. If TJ McConnell's <laughs> on the board, that's some crazy shit. But that's how betting, you cannot predict nothing. Somebody hit big on Brogdon the other night. Brogdon had scored 30, and his plus thing was crazy. And somebody put like $40 on him and won 11 bands. Damn. Damn. See, see. <laughs> Bro, even Abba. <laughs> and I was like, that's just. Abba said, like, what app y'all be using? <laughs> <laughs> but you got to think about how many times did that same better do that same that's thing on exactly other people when I fail? Yeah. So like, or what about the dude that bet one point four million dollars? I'm, I'm actually so that's, glad he lost. Oh, my yeah. God. I'm so glad bro. he lost. I, I hate to sound like a hater, but that's the stupidest oh shit. Bro, that God, a, he put $1.4 million to win $11,000. God don't oh like greed. God, bro. That's one thing God don't like is greedy greedy MFs. And that's what he showed himself. Hey, I know for sure he tweeted later that night, we back at it. Small setback for, for a big comeback type shit. It's just seem, $1.4 million. For the chance of 11 grand. up by 27. Corny. To lose a, a win $11,000. Corny. That's crazy. But you know what? In a lot of cases, he he probably be flipping that money pretty easily. <laughs> you know, you do that in ninety other Corn, percent of basketball games. Ball or tendencies. Hey, he he got it like that, I guess. He could have got it like that. To lose it. Have some cojones. Have some nuts and some balls. What, what if he risky. put that same money on the comeback? That would have been crazy. Been Holy shit! Some people said in the comments he would have came up missing. <laughs> <laughs> the FanDuel boys do not. They do not play. Boy. Oh yeah, he could. That'd have been a great idea. Just put. Split it. They go in and they gonna come back. I I win regardless. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that was just stupid. Oh, I guess you're right. Huh? I'm never putting 1.4 on anything to make 11. I would rather put 1.4 to make 11 million. Yeah. I'm not putting 1.4 on goddamn thing. I don't care how much money. I, I'm not betting. I feel that. But if you were nothing, if you were, weren't you gonna do it to make more? more? Yeah. Instead of either. I mean, I, technically, I, I'm be honest more. with you. I would rather play it safe. I'd rather not do it. I know, I, know, I, just, I understand. I would rather not do it, but if it was like, because if I'm doing a 1.4 to hit 11, I'm not hitting. I just, I don't hit. 
But the idea of putting 1.4 for 11,000, more likely than not, you're going to hit. But and I would just know rather not do it. And you know how mad he had to be watching that game and Pissed. seeing it slip away? Pissed. I don't care how much money you got. One, losing 1.4 mil just on TV's a bet. TV's broken. How about my Cowboys? Anybody bet on that wa- game? I didn't even watch that game. You ain't watch it? No. Oh, yeah. You crazy as hell. Yeah, how you ain't watch that game? How you ain't watch that game? I'm I'm watching no football. <laughs> you ain't watch that game. If there's any game to watch, it's the Cowboys. I ain't heard him talk about the Cowboys all year. Now he big Cowboys fan. <laughs> he said that dumb ass shit. He said party. Party. <laughs> that shit pissed him off. He's like, who? Who? <laughs> I'm like, I know you ain't talking. Chargers fan. Uh oh. Wait, are you really a Chargers fan? He at the beginning of the season when Madden came out, what you, Chad, what team should I like? <laughs> and they told him <laughs> to say it's the Chargers. Like and he talking about, all right, I bet I'm a Chargers fan now. Fuck up out of here. Apparently there's a streak on the line this weekend. Um, fuck. And like I said, <laughs> why you remember that? Oh, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence hasn't lost on Saturdays. And then um, Patrick Mahomes also hasn't lost – He's won AFC four years in a row. Haven't, weren't you a Mahomes, like a Chiefs fan last season? No, no, I wasn't no Chiefs fan. I, I like so Patrick I Mahomes. Made, so Parents I made that up Chiefs. in my head. He like so I made he that like, up in my head. You know, Mike liked good teams, but no. he probably felt like he I started. A real I, fan. I did start I liking damn the Chiefs. Vividly yeah, remember I did start liking you. the Chiefs mostly because Patrick Mahomes. But Which is, also, I they were Jackson Mahomes fan. <laughs> but also, they won the championship that year, so I didn't want to be a bandwagon. So I changed. Mike, I just, just, just a, you're a Lakers fan. It's okay to be a bandwagon. No, it's not. Are you a, a Yankees? I heard I saw you in a Yankees cap before. Nah, that's just for fashion. Yeah, for, yeah. I don't care they about. Do the, I don't care about the team. The damn their greatest cap. logo in sports history. KB was live streaming, and I said this before we started the podcast. He gave Mike the credit of being the champion of our fantasy league, and I have to put cap on that because. Me champions. and Mike played in a championship game, and he had some ridiculous performance from one of his wide receivers. I forget who it was, but the dude put up like 30, which kept him in the game. So I, I thought I was going to win without even needing my quarterback to play, but my quarterback played on the Monday night game, which was Joe Burrow against the Bills, and obviously we had the situation happen to DeMar Harmon um, where the game got canceled and suspended. So my quarterback wasn't able to play. Joe Burrow is getting me those 15 points. <laughs> and I'm walking out as a champion. It was DeMar Hamlin, by the way. You said Harmon. Oh, I'm sorry. Whoa, DeMar Hamlin, which I'm so happy he's doing so so much better. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, DeMar Hamlin situation happened. And so they- because I hope that our fantasy football becomes a tradition and because I was so happy with how I drafted and because I went through so much turmoil to start the season, I lost so many guys. I lost a game by point one. Do you understand? Point one? I was like one in four niggas counting me out. And I came back. You you did win. And I all I had would do all I had to do is just put Russell Wilson in the lineup and I would have been cooling. Yeah, you would have been good. Um, I had Austin Eckler on the bench with 30. Yes. And you beat Derek w- without checking your stuff. DJ had, Moore was on my bench, and I think he went crazy that one game. I was like, bro, 
The one game I didn't have him in the lineup, he spazzed. I don't even know if I want to play fantasy football next year because I know I'm just not going to keep up with it. It's not even I just worth loved going how you prepared it. so much. What did I, oh, it yeah, was, I, I it was so fun. It was so fun. I, I thought you was decent. I th- your team just wasn't good. Maybe if there's a pool of Cooper money, got injured. Engage. I just know I was going to yeah. draft Trevor Lawrence as like a backup, and John ended up like he heard said it me. aloud, right? Yeah. And he just took that's him up the just, next day. That's pick. just bad GM. I, mean, I, I definitely won't lie. The funnest thing about it was the draft night. Yeah. That was fun sure. putting it together or not. Um, but yeah, I definitely thought you were going to keep up a little bit more than you did. Yeah. Once Cooper got injured, it was so oh boy. Because even like our basketball league, you were engaged in that. And there's money, actually, there's money involved. I actually just like basketball in general. I actually just got reengaged. I oh, stopped right. really caring, and I got a really good team. But basketball is fun. Has your trades helped you? Mine has significantly. Uh, because Giannis kind of sits out and now he's out. He's hurt. I can say no. Oh. But Jalen Brown is also hurt. So oh yeah, damn. You do but Devin Vassell and Giannis is both out right now. Yeah. <laughs> damn. Yeah, I just had Jalen Brown. You said yours is working for you. Sitting in my line. Dejounte Murray and Pascal Siakam both. Give me good fantasy stats. Oh shit, you did get that. And I gave him Trey Young. Who? Mike. Mike. Damn, you gave him Siakam and Dejounte. Yeah, that's and crazy. I, I still have Julius Randle on my roster, who's been amazing. The worst thing is Tyrese got injured. He was my number one player. Um, but you know, we we you seeing me this week? This is my first week without him. So we'll see if we do that thing. I also have two open spots now because Bobo doesn't get PT anymore, so I dropped him. So if you want Bobo, go ahead. He's in free agency. Um, and I already had an open spot because of Reese's injury. He's on IR. My team has been amazing this year, man. Who's going to pick up TJ McConnell? <laughs> he was the I most pick up. added person this today. I have Justice Winslow on my team. <laughs> yeah, Mike, you're a terrible GM, bro. Let's talk. What else you got over there? <laughs> Let's make another deal. As long as you give me somebody better than Justice Winslow, oh, that's he easy. can package in. That's, that's I give such you Thomas a- Bryant. <laughs> P.J. Washington. I would do that deal. Send it my way. Matter of fact, you got to pack it. You got to give me something so I can package Fred in there, too. That motherfucker going to bring my shooters. <laughs> shooter percentage down. I'm good. <laughs> he going to get you a couple of assists, though. If I don't need assists. Um, can I, I'm going to do rumor mills real quick. Um, the Raptors and Celtics have shown interest in Yakapur. These are all from Shams' report this morning. I'm tired of the interest in. I, I agree. I would Damn, prefer the real. I would prefer the Raptors. Move. I prefer person. the Celtics. <laughs> Raptors need to blow, blow it up. Blow it up. I yeah, think they still want to see what their team yesterday. looked Uh-oh. like with a competent they center. They bust our ass. Hell yeah. <laughs> you saw what Scotty said. Uh, you showed the world what Scotty said, actually. Yeah, that's, my, that's probably That my boy Plug famous now. I didn't know it was going to go that viral. I've had viral tweets before. I forgot how annoying it is. You just have all of these people having this discourse yeah, about nothing. Yeah. Josh Richardson and Doug McDermott are vets that also have people interested. Linked to the Knicks. As they should be. Rozier, Plumlee, uh, Oubre, and McDaniels are all expected to receive interest out of Charlotte. A lot of interest. A lot of interest. The Rockets have set an asking price of a young good player or a first for Eric Gordon. Crazy. Teams are monitoring Siakam, Trent Jr., Van Vliet, and OG Ananobi and would ex- would attempt to snag if Toronto decides to rebuild. The Jazz have been most engaged in talks with John Collins. The Wizards are also interested because, of course, the Raptors, Lakers, Pels, Bucks, Cavs, Mavs are all interested in Bojan Bogdanovic. <laughs> That's half the fucking league. That's every playoff team. 
The Clippers want front court depth, and I've discussed deals including John Wall, which surprised me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Wolves have been discussing deals to move D'Angelo Russell, and they are pri- prioritizing other guard play. The Suns and Magic have emerged as teams targeted Fred Van Vliet, which was interesting. And the Clippers and the Wolves have expressed interest in Mike Conley. There we go. Those are, those are all the reports from Shams's monthly whatever he does. And the trade deadline is February 9th, I think. So less than a month away. February 9th. And we've only seen one fucking trade, and it was for Noah Vonley. So that's fun. Yeah, imagine if we go this long and there's no movement. The biggest name being traded this is D'Angelo Russell. That's what our deadline is going to be. What would the Suns give up for Freddie? Huh? Jay Crowder. The Suns. Fred Van Vliet goes to the Suns? Mm-hmm. Look. Uh, what would that cop? Boom. Jay Crowder. Okay. Dario Sharch. Oh. And some pick equity. Because that's, that's all they got. They got every one of their own picks. That's all they got of value. Nobody cares about Saban Lee in the trade package. They have nothing else that's young. They don't have anything. I mean, Cam Johnson is part of the team, unless they feel like they don't want to extend him because he's up for an extension. Um, True. Hmm. But, like, that's what they have. That's $19 million between Jay Crowder and Dara Sarge, and that is about what Freddie makes at 22, and that, that's, like, 90% of it. So they do need guard play. I've been saying it. They do need guard play. Would, yeah. Especially, yeah, second unit-wise, they definitely So, Fred, come off the bench? <laughs> I don't even know. I have to. And, you know, Chris Paul play every other game, so half the time he come off the bench, half the time he starts. <laughs> God bless you. The Thanks. Magic is an interesting one because I I, I wouldn't see the Magic Fred? team that's going to be trading for Fred. I thought if they were interested, they just use the money that they have this offseason and offer him a big-ass, a Jalen Brunson-ass deal. Um, But if they're interested now, and it's interesting because – you can still lose him in free agency, and you're going to be giving something up. Maybe I, I don't know. Hopefully, another guard they will give up because they have Gary so Harris. Many. I'm talking about point guard. We got Suggs, Kale, oh, yeah. Cole, uh, Cole. Where sucks from again? Cole world, huh? Where sucks from? Gonzaga, Minnesota. He's from Minnesota. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. And any anything else, fellas? No, nah, man. Um. We don't have to plug what we're doing later, right? Do we have to plug nope. that? Okay. We ain't doing nothing later. Don't worry. Even though we do have a video that we filmed a month ago that I ain't heard nothing about. <laughs> you know the video I'm talking about? No. We filmed it the same day as the... Um, oh, yeah, I do. Are You Smarter Than the Fifth oh. Grade video? Yeah. I thought that was a fire-ass video that we filmed. I haven't, I haven't yeah. seen anything or heard I haven't, anything. I haven't gotten a cutout out of it or nothing. <laughs> Eventually, hopefully, maybe not. I don't know. It's been this old. Hey, I damn near had a fade back then. Stop, That's how long it's stop been. holding our videos and drop them before we get mad. <laughs> I looked up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a damn who look up, who look down. Drop our shit. I'm just playing. I don't want to say that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I literally don't even remember the video now. I'm, I'm pissed off. I, I know what it was. Yeah, I'm, I'm y'all not going to ruin it, though. Two minutes, yeah. Um, as always, though, appreciate you guys for tuning in and Through the Wire. Another great episode. Make sure you hit that like button. Give us those five stars. We will see you guys on Saturday uh, with some more NBA content. Um, and let us know in the comments some things you would like to see us discuss or talk about because I know y'all be having a lot of different uh, talking points that I be seeing in the Mike chat or my, my chat or KB's chat. I be peeping y'all out. So feel free to always uh, let us know some, some, some talking points y'all would like to see. All about having good basketball.
basketball dialogue. So we love y'all. We'll see y'all next time. We out. Happy Tuesday. Peace.